0: Channel F, the one with all the fun. The Fairchild Video Entertainment System at your larger JCPenney. The home entertainment system that never gets old. Plug in a new video card
1: and change the fun.
0: Welcome, everyone, to episode Video Cart 22, Slot Machine.
1: Yay! Yay! As a Vegas fanatic and a slot machine aficionado, this is a personal favorite of mine. Oh, yeah. It's not too bad of a game,
0: actually. Oh. I don't know a whole lot about slot machines. I, I kind of like the... What do you want to know? <laughs> I like the antique slot machines with all the mechanical stuff that's inside of them. I've always wondered how they how they worked, the older ones. They had all the gears and stuff in there, not compared to the more modern ones with the uh, microprocessors. The randomization.
1: Well, um, it's funny enough. Uh, um, we kind of have to start the other way around for me to give it a good uh, um, description. Um, th- the way they work today, and, and the way I have to the reason I have to uh uh you know explain why it works the way it does today is it's all about laws right mm-hmm. and they have what's called the game and control board depends on you know what uh um um you know you whether you like you're in Maryland or, or or you know um Atlantic City or or whatnot you know um but the way it works like sat in Vegas right is you have a uh, gaming control board and they mandate that machines must have a minimum of, say, 94% payout. Means statistically, right? hmm That for every, uh, you know, $100 in, they have to pay out. Well, I said 94%, right? Okay, let's say I said 94%. For every $100 in, you have to um, pay out $94, right? B- basically, they're allowed to keep 6 bucks at every 100 bucks, right? And uh, some of those are with big wins, some of them were with small wins. But as long as the percentage is the same, that's kind of all that really matters, right? Okay. Um, Let's say, for example, that you have um, um, a machine. Like you see some of the newer machines where they have like say four different monitors, you know, four different like you know individual workstations, if you will, Mm -hmm. and then you have like a, a big screen that they're all linked to. And, um, you know, you have, um, um, uh, say five people playing and let's say you're playing the Batman Joker, right? And you get into the thing. Okay. The Batman is going to race the Joker down the highway and our trucks are ramming each other and it's paying out money here and there. All of that is a digital visual representation of odds. Right. And the odds are engineered by software. So the Game Control Commission doesn't really care whether it's a traditional three-row, you know, three-row slot machine or whether it's the Joker chasing Batman down the freeway in HD. As long as that machine meets its payout statistics, then it's okay. Now, we talk a lot about tight slots and loose slots, right? Mm-hmm. Well, a slot machine is typically ordered with a certain payout percentage, right? And it's very rare that they're changed in the field. If they're changed in the field, it's because somebody screwed up and screwed up big. And someone's get probably losing their job. And whenever you enter into the machine, you have what's called a meal, machine entry access log. So you have to fill out, okay, I was in the machine at this time for this purpose. And let's say you were changing the actual software. I mean, all, all that would be game control board certified. It's a big, hairy, scary deal. Um, but they could have a machine that does 99% payout meaning it's a loose slot, right? Basically, whatever comes in pays out, right? Um, so that's the way it works today. Those machines were a digital representation, evolution of what the mechanical aspect represented, right? Mm-hmm. So in a typical three-row roll 3 slot machine, like, you know how roulette works, right? The ball kind of skips around, it, it, it lands a certain spot, and that spot carries a certain value, right? Right. Well, these mechanical slot machines are somewhat of a... Um, um, a roulette machine happening in triple kit behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So you yank on a handle, right, and that starts spinning a central shaft. Then you've got these um, uh, kickers that are sort of shoved away, and a spring lightly pulls the cam as it's coming back into its you know position, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so this sort of gives you like a, a delay in it kicking off. But once it hits that cam plate and the stopper comes up, bang, that reel stops, right? So think of it like, sort of as like a timer. So it's going to take, you know, between, you know, mechanical drag and, and spring tension and all, it's going to take a certain amount of time for that cam to, you know, hit the stopper, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say that you've got a machine that has, you know, 16 spaces on the reel. And it's going to spin for about three seconds. That gives you a certain number of possibilities, right? So let's say you get desirable, desirable, desirable for a win. Then that then opens up kind of like like how an electromechanical pinball works, where the logic lines up and says, okay, award this many points. It becomes, okay, pay out this many cycles of the payout mechanism, right? So it's all just probability, you know, over uh, you know a certain period of time. Now, obviously, with the electronic stuff, they can fine tune that probability to an insane degree, right? Right. But and this is outside the scope of really what we're discussing for this game. But let me say this: I did a whole thing on RGR about slot machine myths and you know casino gaming yes. equipment, and there there are deliberate air gap firewalls. The, the studio the, the studio the, the casino simply cannot just go in there and go, all right, pay out now because there's a big crowd or something you know they can't do that. they're not only are they strictly prohibited from doing that under law if they had that sort of capability and someone could exploit that, oh. done, so done, right yeah. so no they they can monitor and they do want to monitor the statistics of those machines very carefully um like if you look at the uh, Patricks slow machines that I've got, I can show you in there that relay daughter board that provides sort of the air gap firewall that sends back the payout, you know, statistics and pain statistics, Mm -hmm. but it's literally a mechanical air gap firewall to get that data off the thing. So, um, yeah, the, um, you could change out the springs, you could change out, you know, the, the lube, the tightness, um, all sorts of little things you could do on mechanical ones. Um, you know, if, if you wanted a machine that plays lightning quick, you would have maybe stiffer springs. If you wanted a machine that spins ponderously long, you could have a lighter spring, you know, mm-hmm. lots of ways you can mechanically manipulate the, you know, how the machine functions or, or electronically function, right? You could say, make the real spin. Now let's say you put in the, the, the coin or obviously the credit through the card and you pull the handle or in these case they push the button. The electronic one decides in a fraction of a second what you're, win or loss is, it's just that it presents it to you over a period of time as prescribed by the software designer, mainly for gameplay purposes. The mechanical slot, it decides when it actually stops the roll, but how long it spins for is also, could be part of the visual p- presentation, could be part of changing the statistics. Like, can we spin for, you know, 30 seconds versus 15 seconds? You know what I'm saying? There's, there's, yeah. there's lots of ways to fine-tune that stuff. So, I wonder, you know,
0: the mechanical slot machines what kind of payout were they at
1: you know there would be a very simple way to tell and that you could uh consult the uh the archives at the you know the vegas uh game control board mm-hmm. if you're like let's say you're interested in vegas right and you could find out what their required legal you know minimums were and i know there was a time in which there weren't any uh basically the casinos could do whatever they wanted so they could be (laughs) none percent payout you know um obviously that wouldn't keep customers coming back you know um but you know there was sort of like with pinball right we had electromechanical solid state right right and prior to that you had mechanical state machines only pinball uh uh, slot machines follow the same evolution you had mechanical only electromechanical and then solid state same evolution
0: that's awesome. Now, have you seen the uh, Liberty Bell slot machine? That's in yeah, no, I believe Nevada. So. Yeah. Yeah, the first one that was done by Charles Fay. I'm car mechanic from San Francisco. Yep. That's awesome. I'm. I've been to Reno, but I didn't realize it had the first slot machine there at the Liberty Bell Saloon. I want to check
1: um, it out. It's funny when we say uh the first i mean i know san francisco had a similar one on display at one point um it's um yeah it's kind of regarded as the first you know modern fruit machine you know right but there were other similar concept mechanical gambling machines and some of them required manual attendance right like it would require the bartender uh like the trade stimulators it would require the bartender to basically pull out this, you know, traveling casino kit and perform a game. The whole idea of this was we can set it on the shelf and it just makes money for us. So it was a, a radical departure. It's kind of like I would consider it for sort of like when, uh, you know, Humpty Dumpty came in with flippers, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true.
0: I didn't think about that.
1: So, but you know, what's funny is the aesthetic of the arm. You mentioned that, like you said, you kind of like the mechanical. Yes. I much prefer the digital. I mean, like when I go into uh, uh, casinos today and I sit down like in Vegas and I see Kiss, the slot machine, and it's got the, you know, the mixtape that comes out and you pick the music and, you know, you go through all the different gameplay and it's got all the video animations. I and mean, you see some of the stuff I got, you know, I absolutely love that modern stuff. Because all those are pinball guys that lost their job at the pinball companies back <laughs> when they were in that business. And all they did is they went next door and worked at the slot machine company. And that's when the gameplay went bonkers overnight. Um, but it's funny how certain people, the aesthetic of that arm versus the button
0: yeah.
1: is so critically important. Now, the arm no longer kicks off the master rod and starts the reel spinning. And the last machines that did have the arm, all it ever does is kind of like uh, any arcade machine. It just gently presses a micro switch. that kicks off a sequence. So you can actually buy like an IGT arm, which is like, you know, an uninstalled repair part. It's yes. the full arm and you can install it onto a, you know, modern slot machine and you just, you know, parasite over the button that you would hit to, you know, spin all up to the uh, arm. And you, you get that same, you crank on the arm and it has the mechanical resistance and the big chunk and all. <laughs> And it's it's so if you want to add that slot machine, you know, arm aesthetic to a modern machine, easily done.
0: That's awesome.
1: Well, I spent a little
0: time with slot machine on the Channel F uh, over the past couple of days. And I noticed that you win quite often playing this. Well, machine. it wants to
1: be your friend, right? Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I noticed I, I kept winning. I kept getting uh, I kept getting the same jackpot, which was three bottles. Over and over again. thought it was kind of weird.
1: I always hit some weird combo like minus bell,
0: you know. Minus ball. bell, cherry. Yeah. F. There we go. I didn't notice they had an F as one of the
1: symbols, which is pretty cool. Now, there's one that uh, I can't quite make out whether it's supposed to be like, uh, essentially like the rocket from... Uh, um, Galaxian, or and there's another one that kind of looks like the chalice, the uh, the, the cup. What is it called? The holy grail.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, that's pretty cool. Of course, you know, it'd be kind of nice if you could do like a dollar on this thing. I also want to do five, ten, what, 25, 50. If I remember right while well, I was playing this crazy thing, and I did notice that once you get above 99, dollars it goes back to zero again.
1: I didn't get that high. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, like I said, I kept hitting jackpots. Yeah. It racked up really quick. I was like, oh, this is great. And all of a sudden I go, wait a minute, where did my money go? Because I just got another jackpot. That's See, I would I get ambitious here. and I
1: would up my uh, cost. You know, i I'd go like 50, you know, bam, bam, bam. And they're saying, you know, you're my person.
0: Well, there's, you're not losing any money, so why not do 50 all the time?
1: <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because I've got this habit whenever I go to um, casinos – of I, I understand too much about how the slot machines work to expect any financial reward for playing them. Mm-hmm. So I'm purely engaging them for gameplay. And what I've come to realize is that you see the exact same modes, the exact same gameplay with the minimum bet as you do the max bet. So right. I am content to sit there and play, since oh. I, it's literally just paying them like, it, Willie, if you could go into a movie right and they said, okay, you're gonna go see Sully, which if you haven't seen it great movie
0: oh, I love that movie it was it was wonderful,
1: wasn't it yes, oh, it dude. was Tom Hanks did a heck of a job he but you know what if you're ever on a mass transit mode with with Tom Hanks, get the hell off because it's going down <laughs> 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 but um no it, it it's um it, it it was it was such a such a well done movie. I'm telling, you, just 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 amazing. Yes, it was. Um, and I think the NTSB thing was a bit overplayed. They compressed a lot of things that happened over time into like one discussion in the courtroom. I, I was saying like, let's say you know you're watching Sully, and I, I don't even know where I was going with that. I'm not gonna lie, dude. Totally no, we, lost track. <laughs> well, we were talking about you know when we're playing this video uh,
0: video slot machine. Why not just do the maximum bet? Oh, I so lose yes, any money. Yes,
1: thank you. Now I'm back on track. Um, you know, so let's say that Sully's in the theater, right? And they say, well, you can either watch the movie for $12 or you can pay 36 Well, what's the difference? Is the movie longer? Nope. Do I see the same action scenes? Yes. Do I sit in the same seat? Yes. Why would I give you $36 for the same entertainment? You know, that's what it comes down to for me is that I just can't see putting more than a minimum bet in because... I don't have a statistic, statistical expectation of winning money, so I'm You're just just wanting seeing to play. Exactly, just wanting to
0: play, not thinking about I winning. Just want to play.
1: Yep, and that's why I do like the modern slot machines, is because they give more variation of gameplay. Yeah,
0: I like the I like the slot machines that have the uh, the multiple ways you could win. You know, crossways and that kind of stuff. Yep, they got like the six the six reels or whatever they are. Those I like, and also like the ones that have like, like you said, the uh, like animations and things. Uh, don't you have a Popeye one that does that?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. It's got that. I love the that clear uh, like window in the monitor where you can see the mechanical reels behind. Like, yeah. like picture you're looking at a PC monitor, and there's like a clear section, and there's a mechanical reel that you can see inside of. it. It's amazing. Yeah, that is that is an amazing slot machine. But I tell you what, I really do like the layout of this one here. Now, of course, when this game was written, um, video slots were in their extreme infancy. Yes. Um, and mechanical slots were the rule of the day. Now, this is not really representative of a you know modern mechanical slot of late '70s, uh, you know, early '80s. This would have been sort of the classical one, you know, from the '40s or '50s. Not quite an art deco, but you know, if you look at it, it looks like well, as the slot machines imitated. Um, sort of the jukeboxes in in terms of their style, the cathedral style, the tombstone style, you know. Art deco. Yeah, well, yeah, sort of a post-art deco, but yeah. but, but borrowing on that, absolutely, yes. And, like, if you go back and watch Ocean's Eleven, the real Ocean's Eleven. Oh, with, yes. You know, 1962, was it? Yes. Um, And you look at the slot machines that they're playing, they had maybe a sort of odd, you know, quarter slots and vents and, you know, ornamental, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 variations in, in in you know geography, if you will, like topology around different things. Um, maybe you know multiple ribs sort of leading up to uh, you know the the the, the features. You know, and, and this absolutely just nails that aesthetic. It's brilliant.
0: Yeah, it Even though we're limited to like three different colors on here, it looks really good actually. The only thing I, I don't I, I have a gripe with is it would have been nice if they could have made the arm kind of move. Like
1: yeah, you know, I, 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 I know what you're saying. I That's one thing I did expect, because I, I hadn't played this game a whole lot. Um, now, it's funny, because when we get to the microvision, uh, I played the crap out of the slot machine on that. <laughs> um, and But this wasn't a cartridge I owned, so until we got our multi-carts, this is one I just had not put a lot of play into. And as I was playing it, you know, since we got the multi-cart, The one disappointment was, I think, I don't see how it wasn't within memory or, you know, graphic capability. Even if it just had the slot arm disappear and reappear as if it were coming at you and going back up. Yeah. That would have been, I mean, they went through so much trouble to nail the aesthetic of the machine. Uh, Why not go ahead and do the animation of the arm? I mean, that's, come on, that's a pretty critical thing. Yeah, oh, I like how
0: the reel spin. I mean, it's a nice animation for the wheel spinning.
1: Oh, it's incredibly smooth. And it's got I good
0: mean, sound too.
1: It could have been just almost like a uh, like a uh, a deck of cards being shoveled with just you know, what, 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 you know, images, just you know, in sort of a stop motion thing. Yeah, it's a very fluid animation.
0: Yeah, you can actually see them scroll, which is really neat. I like that. Of course, you know the box art is pretty nice, and it definitely represents how this game plays. Lots of money sitting in front of the slot machine, at least for me.
1: Yeah. Um. It. It. It's. Um. Oh, damn it. Where was I? I just had the image pull up in front of me. Uh. Da-da-da-da. And there she blows. Yes. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. It's. It, so you know. It's. It shows the. You know. The. The machine. And sort. Not like a full. It's. I, I lack the uh, sophistication of uh, art education to explain how this image is, but it has sort of a common theme. Like you've got this sort of a, you know, the 70s sort of rainbow effect or halo effect around everything. Yep. So you've got the stacks of money and the slot machine. And everything has that same sort of halo, you know, effect around. It. Like if you ever used to see like, you know, like the skating rinks where it have like the skate, Yes. Like five different colors ringed around it. You know, yes. Like, I know there's a term for that where you know some artistically inclined person will go, oh, that's called blah, 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 you know. Um, <laughs> infinity coloration, you know. But um, and it would be right and we would be ignorant. Um, but it, it is a really neat style of showing off. I mean, the arm is like there in its proper position, but kind of offset. Like it's saying these are the elements, kid. You got the machine, you got the money, you got the arm. You know, it's 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 very well done. Yes, it is
0: it's a it's a fairly hard one to come by, too. I've only seen maybe one or two of these appear on eBay over the past few years. And it's not a common cartridge even to run across. It's,
1: but you know what? It, it's it it's not terribly common. There was one uh, that came up about two, three months ago, and it only went for about seventy bucks. But seventy bucks for a Fairchild Channel F is, you know, <laughs> surprising. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wait. was this you? You sold one. This is your listing.
0: Yeah. I cause you know,
1: I, I loosely. I, I sold an alien invasion too. <laughs> you know what? This is so funny. Cause I, I have my eBay, uh, you know, watch list up and it came up. I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. You know? And I watched a lot of stuff like, you know, Cox, my airplane parts, you know, <laughs> Honda 350 R dirt bike parts, you know, this, that, and the other. And I remember saying, Oh yeah. Yeah. You know? Yep. I'm,
0: Making room in the old uh, game cave here. i got limited space. and Since Whoa. i got a multi-cart, I don't need these. So that's video cart number 22, Slot Machine. Sure as heck is. What a fun game. It's not, not too bad of a game at all. I, I really enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it too much when it first came out when I was a kid because I like action games. But now as I'm older, I kind of like playing this kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, it's it's one that at the time, uh, you know, if I had the system, I it's – One, I thought, well, that's for the parents. Why are they in in the time that they spent designing that game for the parents? They could have, you know, uh, made another, you know, thing like, oh, Galactic Space Wars, the next game we have coming up. Oh, yeah. Well, you
0: know, I always used to look forward to the big brown van that used to pull up in our driveway with UPS.
1: Every time I'd see that (laughs) big, you're supposed to run from
0: those. (laughs) No, no. Every time I'd see the UPS truck stop in front of my house, normally it meant one of two things. Either A, my dad got another Bally Astrocade cart, or B, he just picked up another Fairchild cart. And I remember when he got this cartridge, and I looked at it and I was going, uh, okay.
1: (laughs) I was not into it at all. (laughs) No, but, you know, it's funny. You must have had a slightly more modern, privileged upbringing than myself. Because in Mississippi, we didn't have, like literally did not have FedEx and UPS routes. They couldn't deliver there, so if you had to order something, it did come by old-fashioned mail. Oh, yeah. well,
0: well, heck, my dad, he, he drove up to Chicago to pick up some uh, Astrocade games up there uh, when I was younger. I remember doing that, and he had all kinds of stuff from for the Channel F. He had service manuals and
1: all kinds of stuff. Man, that stuff, I mean, today, can you imagine having it like a a factory test set or something like that oh that would be that'd be cool you gotta wonder where all that stuff went I mean it's probably over at Ron Smith's house <laughs>
0: with that controller tester yeah Nick go to Ron's house <laughs> How, where does he live I thought he lives I thought he lives close to uh, Nick Tails. for I thought can
1: you narrow it down to one of the states in the union <laughs> I thought he's in California you know what? I'll be out there again before too terribly long. It'd be nice if, if one of us is out there. If we could get him to just give us a, a, a closet tour of... Oh, i love to get pictures of that that oh, controller man. tester and stuff. I and mean, who's documenting it other than us in this way?
0: Yeah. I think it'd be great to get some pictures of the, of some old Fairchild Channel F stuff that's not been out there yet. Oh, yeah. yeah awesome. So, yeah. All right. On, on the next episode, we'll be talking about Galactic Space Wars. Which is a fun game, and Luke can you Lance. believe we've only got like a few more games? We got four official games left, and then for the final episode, we're going to talk about that homebrew pac
1: band game. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> then it comes to an end, man. Yeah. But we got the next system lined up, and I think something after that, and something after that, and that's now right. We're going to hook up together and do some toy tomb stuff. So you know, that's right. So, until next time, everyone, thanks for listening. And in case you haven't already today, go F yourself. <laughs> yeah, go F yourself.
0: I like that. But if you have anything Fairchild related you'd like to share, you can reach us at our new email address, the channel F files at gmail.com. Or you can go to our Facebook page, the Channel F Files, and make posts on there talking about your favorite Fairchild memories or anything else you'd like to share with the podcast. So again, thanks for listening to the show. We'll be back soon with uh, another video cart.